Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones over breakfast. Happy hump day to who? To no one, as that is the episode we're focusing on today. Season six, episode eight, no one and peanut butter and jelly scone. It's Tony Hans and Jeremy in with you. Hello, boys. Welcome to your midweek. Midweek, ep eight, great. Ep eight, great. 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 Uh, not just an excuse to break out the terrible Scottish accent. Yeah. It is a great episode. It is. Uh, yeah, it was so good. And we knew it was coming from last episode. And I honestly thought this was worthy of like a a season ending kind of episode. This was this enjoyable to me. It was pretty good um, to remind the people at home and maybe ourselves here in this room I have a brief plot synopsis from the fine folks at GameOfThrones.Fandom.Com. Uh, <laughs> would you would you would you like said wiki? Does this one have any like full sentences, or is it literally like uh, six words? It's short sentences, and there's four of them. Oh wow, well, good. But they are full sentences. Mm, let's see. So, Some of them even have multi-syllable words in them. Oh shit! Why do I do a your favorite cartoon character voice, I, that way I, we can guess who it is. Yeah, that's awesome. I was just thinking, like, cartoon characters would be good. Cartoon characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like Pinky mm. in the Brain, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Bart Simpson. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Give me a sec. Peter Gryffindor. Da! <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> We've already established that that's going to go poorly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob um, was so good. They're so terrible. The laugh is spot on. Though. The laugh is so good. Um, it's because my regular laugh is also so annoying, so I know <laughs> like where to come from. Um, I'm kind of blanking on. I love throwing. Here. How we throw you under the bus literally every episode at this point. I know it's terrible. Did you um, do? Patrick Star, I feel like we already did, but I can't remember. I think I think after I failed at SpongeBob, I tried Patrick. I think we okay. did try Patrick. Yeah. You try Mr. Krabby or whatever his name is, Krabs. Mr. Krabby, Mr. Krabs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could I could try that. Uh, the boy knits you a sweater of tears, and you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a pirate voice. It's really. another pirate yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While Jamie weighs his options, Cersei answers her request. <laughs> Tyrion's plans bear fruit, and Arya faces a new test, getting her hands on me formula. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh. Um, there is a lot to tackle. Not You wouldn't guess it from the wiki, but a lot happens in this episode, and as we've said, some good stuff. Hans, how about you take it today? Where would you like to begin? I think we gotta start with the hound just fucking shit up. Fucking yeah, oh. best part, kill it. So I will be honest, in a scene that I did not think was particularly well done as far as an effects thing goes, where he basically comes in and just decapitates someone <laughs> with this blunt lumber action and their head goes weirdly flying. I thought some of it was a little excessive, but like when he hits the guy in the balls and then just like embowels him upon the floor, 
um, which is not a word. It was great. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was awesome. Especially with that end, that cliffhanger ending from the last episode, where he just grabs the axe, and you yeah. know shit's going to go down. And you're like, well, maybe he's just going to go chop logs to get this stress out, as what he's been it? doing for hours. I just wrote, he tells someone they're shit at dying before coming him, <laughs> before killing him, which I'm like, I missed you. You're so good. You and Tormund together, oh my god, I cannot wait. Hey, I mean, spoilers. But now we know he's at least got a little bit of a plan, because later in the episode he does find the Brotherhood, mm-hmm. the, the ones he knows, and the ones he's hunting and wants to kill. And hey, look, in a great turn of events, they want to kill him too. And... uh <laughs> They won't let him rip any more guts out, but uh, they do allow him to, to get in on the hanging. And then steal the boots off the one guy. Yeah, some nice boots. I love how he kicks it, and the guy's like still twitching as he's taking the boots off. I'm like, <laughs> awesome. Oh. And then, in a sentence I never thought I would say, the Hound also gives us our only good bad juggling moment of the episode. Oh, yeah, I know. He's good. <laughs> Cock shot. Oh. Little, little, uh, just whipping out the ween and whipping it back in. Uh, we get a little, little, little tip at the end there as well. Um, Pinches the tip. Yeah, just, just giving it the, just giving it a nice binge. And I hate to say it, the only reason I'm so quiet on this subject matter is I missed it. I must have been writing notes. You didn't see the. He's taking a piss. He right? goes, he goes, yeah, he goes over to the river to to pee. And then it pan. It doesn't even pan. It cuts to the opposite side, where you're now looking at the whole scene from basically in the middle of the river, and you're like, "I, what? This seems weird. They must be about to show his dick." And then they did. And they did. And you're like, "Ah, oh, well, that made sense. Sure." Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. It was, uh, it was brief. It was brief, but yeah. it did happen. That's it did a, happen. the problem with those brief scenes. A lot of times they they take you by surprise, and usually that's my note writing time. You know, <laughs> right. In these transitions, I'm usually down writing notes. I gotta be, uh, gotta be more aware. So, uh, Jeremy, was the hound your favorite part? Yes, it was. I, it was well, a okay, good part. it was it was kind of a dual thing for me. I liked that the hound is back to being the hound. Yeah. I I liked his humor. I liked his bluntness. So that was cool, and it was exciting to have him back. Um, but I still think, uh, you know, the whole Arya thing was kind of a badass part of this show. Um, so we now have Arya now being taken care of by Lady Crane. So you're like, oh, she's going to be fine. Everything's good. And then, uh, I don't remember how Lady Crane dies. I know that she gets like, like a chair, a chair, like broken through her or like stabbed with something. Doesn't she? I, yeah, I can't. Wave was holding a knife. But then she was also like bent over this weird chair. So I don't know if it's just because she was standing on the chair that it was trying to make like, oh, she just fell and happened to land in a weird way. Yeah. After Wave stabs her. There was a her. chair in something in this yeah, part. It yeah, it was a little kind of confusing to try and make out what was what. The important part is that Lady, she did something to help Ari and she dies for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So she gets brutally murdered by a yeah. dude who we now know is the Wave. And then Ari like jumps out a window and then, then oh, it's Oh, which awesome. looked like it hurt. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. why I think I loved it. I love the franticness. Yeah. And yet the entire time we're like, oh, well, this is fucked up. Like, she's fucked. But then she goes into that, like, dark cellar area and has, like, the candle lit. And you're just like, oh, my God, she fucking planned this. She fucking planned this entire moment. And then the door shuts and, like, she blows out the candle with the, the needle. And you're like, fuck, yes, this is cool. Although I kind of yeah. wish I would have seen Wave die, you know? Yeah. I kind of wanted that battle. I wanted some I, redemption. 
I like the, I think in, in a thing like Stannis where it didn't make sense not to show it, I think that the argument can be made that this one was made to set up a cooler moment. Yes. Yeah. 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 It would have been awkward just to, just to, <laughs> all of a sudden you just, the second she like swipes the candle and the lights go out, you just hear, it's like, it's like the night division. <laughs> <laughs> with the, with I thought the, you were trying to make the lightsaber noise. No, no, I don't. I don't know how to make either. Uh, clearly, but the uh, the like night vision noise, and then you just see like the green, and then see the fight scene play out. What about? Yeah. I mean, just would, but, wouldn't have made. Probably wouldn't have made sense. But I also get the worst part of this show or this episode for me with Jockin because now he tells her that she has passed the test. And is now a no one. I'm like, wait a minute. So the entire time, all she had to do was kill one of the faceless people to become one. Well, I don't think she. I don't think that that's the way the test was going. But I think she kind of learned it along the way, um, and and kind of made that test in in a roundabout way, um, because because that's like a shitty way of recruiting people, <laughs> right? What I think they're going for is, as Waif alludes, you know, the, another name has been given. Arya's got to die now. And Arya instead puts somebody in her place. And so Jacket's like, you know, this is this is what we do. We are not people. We are interchangeable. Um, and so it's kind of like that lesson learned. But I do have a question for you guys. I have very split thoughts on the matter. My original thought was always we would, we, this is not the end of the Faceless Men and Arya. Meaning that they're fucking coming for her <laughs> like, because she's, she knows their secrets and she's a deserter and spoiler, she takes some faces as well, which has to be a no, no. And, but as of right now, they, you know, Jack and kind of even gives a nice little smile, lets her go. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, and I had always thought that, uh, they would be the death of Arya come back and maybe they will. I don't know, but I'm starting to now think when I rewatched it a- another time, we kind of get Jack in, Maybe approving of the choice, like knowing that he's not able to make it, but knowing that, you know, she can do good things with the gifts that she's been giving. And I think beyond that, even recognizing that maybe there is this, which we've already seen with Jacken, this life for a life. She's giving him, by kind of drawing that sword back when he walks into it, you know, she's giving him his life. And maybe he's giving her hers. I agree with your second, because the whole taking faces... I think she has a skill set to make faces as well. So I don't know necessarily if she's taking the faces from the hall. Right? Uh, which is fair. Maybe she's not. Right. Yeah. I mean, because she knows how to prepare bodies and those things. And I don't think it's not like we see the faces in the future episodes so far that we've seen her use prior. So I, I don't make that connection as quickly. Um, That's fair. And I agree with you in the Jack and thing because it's like when he tells her that he tells it kind of like as a. I mean, I guess, you know, you can do this. You're, you're one of us now. And she's like, no, I'm this person. And like, he smiles at her like, yeah, I know. I've been trying to tell you that for like the last fucking, you know, 10 episodes. <laughs> Get it. Yeah. Right. Like he's excited that she now understands that. Yes, she isn't no one. She's Arya Stark, but now she has a skill and now she can do something with her life. I'm just thinking there's no organization on the face of the planet that would train you in their very secretive ways and then just let you bounce. I, th- I think Jockin has become her teacher more than a comrade in that way, right? Like that he sees this young woman, he appreciates that she saved his life and 
sees the potential to make her or give her a skill set and does those I'm, things. You're still, I think, working under the assumption that she's even having the conversation she's having with the same guy. Well, what if the waif? I mean, that was the other thing the entire time thinking, watching this is the waif could be different people every time. So right. you know, we have multiple people hating her. So did yeah. did she even kill the waif? <laughs> no, I think that's, I think no. Especially now that the waif's face is a... But the waif's face is thing. bloodied and all those, suggesting that it wasn't just a mask. Oh, That's... no, no, no. I think it's actually... I think from the face's perspective, yeah, we killed. But they, we also know that they had a waif mask. I know. That's what's so fucked up, is that it's not necessarily... It doesn't stay to those rules, which I think is more TV than actually the rules yeah. of the game, right? Because I would argue that they wouldn't be able to make a waif mask without the waif being dead. Yeah. No clue, man. But there's magic too, maybe. So who knows? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah, and, I don't get, and maybe that thing was a fever dream, and yeah, yeah. I don't get any of that shit. That whole that one scene kind of ruined all logic of the faceless peeps for me. <laughs> they but gotta still, be mysterious, man. But still, best part those yeah. those two combined I made this episode fucking great for me. Yeah, and I we're think, not done. There's still even better. There's still some some good shit going on. So yeah, I think uh, uh, I think I probably have to give it to the the aria scene just because we've that's that's been such a long uh such a long time coming that was a good payoff yeah. um like i said i would have liked to see the death but i thought the way that they played it out was very cool so i think that'd be my top top part followed very close behind with that hound scene my least favorite part of the episode was uh river run um didn't even hate all of it um i hated the stuff with jamie we get him meeting Brienne again, um, which is a reunion that we've been looking forward to. We get him talking with Edmure, who is a character I have literally never given a shit about and continue to not give a shit about as he continues to make stupid decisions. Um, although this time I at least understand his motivations. Um, but we're back to stupid Jamie. Now yep. that Cersei is in the equation, now that his... The, the one thing he was kind of sticking to even around her that was like maintaining his honor is gone. He yeah. is under her thumb and every decision that he's made is, and he freely admits it, um, is just based on getting back to her and, and furthering that thing. And we know that that just leads to stupid stuff. And I, I feel like we've just taken such a backseat to the progress. There's, there's like one nod or more aptly a wave in the episode that makes you think that like not all is lost for Jamie right at the end as Brienne's leaving. But it just, I, I'm just kind of sick with the back and forth. He made such great strides. Yeah. I think yeah. that Jamie's scene especially is like, it's just disappointing. Yeah. We, we've become such, I would say bigger fans of what he's done. And even besides that one moment, um, he's been still enjoyable. And now this entire section for his story you just feel like, oh, fuck, like you're yeah. an ass again. I thought you had grown because this is like really frustrating when you like make huge growth as a character from a standpoint of both morals and like goals. And then you're just like, like you forget all that for this. Like, why? Yeah. And the ass thing I'm even OK with when they walked into camp in the last episode or whatever or the one prior and uh, and he kind of messes with Braun and then he goes up to the phrase and he's like just laying into them about how they're not sieging properly and about how to do this, that, and how he's like, what would you, you know, if I said I was going to hit you in the face and then he just breaks that guy's nose, like that, 
I'm all for. That's fine, yeah. That was great. That's a general, um, right? That's him being a leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the, the stuff with the Blackfish, the stuff with Brienne, the stuff uh, with Edmure, which might have been actually the only somewhat redeeming conversation in the whole thing, just seemed a little meh. And it almost seemed like this whole thing, because it didn't really lead to a good arc for uh, Jamie. It didn't really lead to anything for Brienne. She just turns around and goes back. Yeah. Um, all it really does is kind of get one of the what ifs out of the way. So in this whole thing where John and Sansa are kind of starved for resources and friends, um, one of the big ones is, oh, well, hey, the blackfish is around. Let's find a way to kill him so that people can't say, well, what if? Yeah, and I don't like how Blackfish dies. I don't I don't agree with it. After he knows that he if he goes in the boat with them, he escapes and, you know, again, is able to rally. I mean, he still has a name behind him. He's still going to have loyalty. The fact that he yeah. goes to die in his home seems kind of, I don't know, seems a half-assed way to go. I would have gotten it if... Um if the scene like two minutes prior didn't happen where if it was a thing like, Hey, this is my home. Um, I'm not going to run while my men stay here to defend the castle. But right. no, his men went around his command to open right. the castle exactly to what he knew was a trap. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I didn't think it made, made sense that he didn't go. I get that he's old and tired, but um, yeah. quick yeah. trivia for 10 points, Hans. What is the Blackfish's name? I have no idea. Jeremy? No. I'll give you a hint. His last name is Tully. <laughs> is it Ed? Uh, no, that's the one guy. <laughs> it's uh, it's Brendan. Brendan, Brendan Tully. Tully. Uh, Brendan. <laughs> More of a bro than you would have imagined, yeah, right? That's, that's, that's a bro name. name. Yeah, bro. Brendan. Yo, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> But anyway, you got, uh, you got that black fish, bro. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's dank, fam. <laughs> the uh, I think I think the show even just to speak to Jamie real quick. I think the show even points out very deliberately that Jamie is back to being just kind of a dick, or back to being an arsehole with uh, with the fact that they make a direct callback to one of his most dickish moments when he. Fly oh, yeah. out requotes himself in this episode saying things we do for love. Mm-hmm. So that's actually interesting. I didn't, I didn't make that connection. So no. And again, I think we know with Jamie's arc, we need him to kind of reinvest in Cersei for the yes. future. Right. It does pay off well. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think it's set up well. Well, like what the hell has she done to like just exist? A she sweet, just existed. Sweet, sweet ass. I guess, man. I guess. Marine, I think it's the only stuff we haven't touched on in the episode. Um, we get another kind of weird, awkward conversation with Grey Worm, Missande, and Tyrion that I kind of thought was funny, if a little long, um, where they're just sitting around trying to tell jokes. Um, <laughs> I kind of okay. liked it. Yeah, it was funny. Um, I liked Grey Worm and Missande flirting throughout it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then the, they feel the earth move under their feet and uh marina's being invaded by the slavers cool but danny's back danny with a dragon hey you don't know that you didn't see the dragon maybe she just put on some pounds and she was walking on the roof whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah you see it fly away oh you do see it fly away yeah shit you're right okay i was like i put dragon back so (laughs) yeah 
yeah, fair. And uh, yeah, Danny, probably confused. Like, yo, what's going on? I was gone for five fucking minutes, guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Mom's back, and uh, they've got to figure things out. You guys fucked it up yeah. this badly? I think so. the other biggest thing, I guess, just to point out, is uh, back in King's Landing. Are we um, talking about King's Landing? That's right. Tommen scratching, oh. o- scratching off that trial by combat. I didn't even write this down. See, you put that down. I put, I put down the mountain... Straight up murder someone. Oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Just rips a guy's head off. Yeah. Straight up murder someone. Oh. So that's what you that put was... down. I put down the blood. Yeah. Well, I, did, I mean, I did write on. that. I did write that part down, too. It's two pronged there because not only just rips barehanded a guy's head off, also takes like a, a mace to the heart. Oh, it's right. Yeah, he does. Totally, his armor. Just totally cool. Just yeah. a straight double puncture wound, uh, unfazed. No big deal. No big so, deal. Mm. <laughs> so what do you just? What do you guys think is going to take to kill the mountain? Uh, Clegane Bowl twenty nineteen, obviously. <laughs> How is it going to be done? If he How can does he fucking, die? I think we already talked about this, and it's got to be fire, right? It's got to be fire. Yeah, yeah. we talked. We did. I just we did talk about this definitely. No, but I'm going to throw out there for my prediction. I'm going to predict that the hound sets his sword on fire to do this. Ooh, you guys, here, I've come up with the ultimate theory for the end of the show. <laughs> when you got so excited, I thought Jeremy like got hit the Daily Double or something. I know, I was like, you agree? <laughs> Lord no, of Light, I think that's, fire I think that's sword? legit what happens as well. Sandro's got to conquer a sphere. Exactly. Um, but no, for the actual show, episode one of season uh, eight, Danny dies. Danny gets killed in the fight. Just a stray arrow as she's riding the dragon because she's cut it close a couple times. I want the realism to come back in. Arrow right to the dome. Danny falls. Jelly's up a bit. It's rough. Everyone's super sad. The Night King raises a fireproof Daenerys Targaryen. And he has the Day ultimate white. <laughs> she can't die because that's, you can't burn her. That's racist. And then she takes a... And then she did <laughs> W-I-G-H-T. Uh, <laughs> Daenerys Targaryen, the ultimate white. <laughs> Not what I meant. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, and then she just one by one eats everyone else in the show. Uh, that's the rest of the season. Right. Game over. Did you guys see that the uh, run times, this is a little bit ago now, but the run times are leaked. I didn't They're look at supposedly it. Supposedly reported. Are they long? Are they, are they short? Episode. What's going on? Do you guys want to know? Is that spoiled? I don't, uh, if you have the information, I will take it. I absolutely do know the information. Uh, it's kind of what you'd ex- I mean, it's it's similar to the seventh season uh, where it's like most episodes are like our like our normal apps and then like the first couple episodes are an hour and then it progressively like starts taking a little bit longer as we get into the last two apps which the last two apps are 80 minutes a piece and then i think like third to the last is like 70 something minutes um no like two hour apps or anything though i kind of expected at least an hour and a half for the finale yeah yeah the back back to back last episodes are 80 minute run times so but That'd probably be an hour and a half on HBO. Someone made it. I saw it like in the post. I think it was IGN or whatever. They they said uh, you know the for the whole season, um, 
you know, they were saying like, yeah, some of the episodes are getting a little long. Uh, they said the entire season is still shorter than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I was like, oh, they should just have done this and then have had one movie to end everything, like one proper movie. But in everything but length, aren't they at this point? Like yeah, they're, they're spending as much as a movie on these episodes. So, so, um, so it's probably not necessary to do. Um, we know there's anyway. coming. There's, there's going to be spinoffs. Do you think there's going to be anything oh, be. past this? Well, it depends on how it ends. So, but still, do you think there's going to be something? Well, I don't want to watch the Real Housewives of, of <laughs> White Walkers, where it's just the White Walkers hanging out with their identical twin White Walker brothers. What are you doing today, man? <laughs> and <laughs> Meh. I, and identical White Walker wives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I can only watch that for so long. And by so long, I mean probably at least nine seasons. Nine still. seasons, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that everything, correct me if I'm wrong, that was pitched to HBO was specifically prequel stuff. Yeah. That's what that's um, everything I've seen has been prequel. Which I'm cool with. Um or I'd like to see it's just like with Harry Potter, I always wanted to see other characters in that world. Other stories happening, you yeah. know? I just, I do hope it goes the way of like, use the world that's established and that people like to tell a cool story. Don't use tie-ins to characters just so that you can like, be like, oh, like I recognize that. Like, that's not what I want. No, definitely not. Whatever show is about to come. But uh, what I do want is a quick little review of uh, a peanut butter and jelly scone, Hans Richard Scherenberger, is this true? <laughs> it is true. Uh, and in case anyone had not found me yet. <laughs> uh, you didn't have to own up to it. You could have been like, that's not my middle name. What? But anyway, uh, yeah. Peanut butter and jelly scone, homemade. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, also... I think you're also giving a lot of credit to people to believe that they can just out of the blue spell Scherenberger. That's true. You're safe. You're safe for days. Uh, well, I'm glad that I'm glad the scone was good. I'm glad the episode was good, and I'm glad that we got to talk about it here at 4:45 on Wednesday morning before, <laughs> before we all started. Right our before days. we start our day, yeah. indeed. Uh, we'll be back same time tomorrow. With season six, episode nine, Battle of the Bastards. Speak about a movie in an episode. Uh, we'll be we'll be hitting that then, though. For the meantime, we will leave you for the rest of your day with this question: Are you down with G O T? You you, yeah, know, you know me. me. Yeet. So Tony, uh, now that some of our uh, more obsessed fans are probably going to seek me out and try and murder me. <laughs> Sure. Uh, Are you prepared to from defend- a professional yeah. at this? I need to learn how to defend myself. <laughs> oh, from uh, from violent attacks. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So you can have a didgeridoo. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's probably, that's probably the first place. You didgeridoo't. Yeah, yeah. didgeridoo. First place to start. So, um, so I'm at. I'm obviously at Terrified. work, right? I'm yeah. going to be at work when this happens in in mm-hmm. the VA, which is relatively protected, I would say. Sure. But who knows, you know? 
So here's mm-hmm. my concern with this is there's always just a ton of people around. So yeah. obviously like at least if you're out if you're out at night walking down the street, you're out in a parking lot, it's kind of creepy. You got that one guy or one person that's just like conveniently walking behind you or in front yeah. of you or like a mile ahead of you that you're, tra- <laughs> that you're yeah. trying to get closer to very oh, quickly yeah. just so you can better scan him and assess the environment and see what you're up against obviously Obviously. (laughs) and you got to follow him a little bit longer you got to go out of your way to follow him just to make sure that he's not going to loop back around and get you you know make you follow him pretty much all the way to his apartment take down his address figure out where he lives (laughs) (laughs) just so that he can't be creepy yeah stay there a little bit scope it out just so he can't be creepy you know make sure he's a good dude exactly okay you're speaking my language i get that but i'm at work uh, obviously I got a lot of other things going on. There's so many people there. I can't, sc- yeah. I can't scope everyone out. So now as I'm walking down the hall, just a big crowd of people, I just get, I, I just automatically like, what do you, what do you, what do you do in that situation when there's so many people, you can't just scope one person out. So someone's coming at you to attack you or what do you, what are you trying to, what are you trying to ask? You're trying to escape. You're trying to, so I'm asking a, you, a how, vagrant? Do I, how do I assess this situation? Because I'm just assuming everyone's going to attack me. Okay. But they are. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, exactly. You should be assuming everyone's going to attack you. But let me... How do you prep be, for something like you're that? You're in a pretty specific situation. So you really just got to get a couple moves down. Yeah. Because you're in the VA, which, as you said, pretty well protected. Probably not a, a lot of weapons allowed in the VA. No, none, really. But you know what's? You know what? There are a lot of in the VA. Old dudes. Vs. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of vets. Yeah, yeah which there. means everyone around you is technically a trained killer. Right. And they are ready to, you know, probably yoked out a few of them. And uh, they're just ready to get after it. And let me tell you, people who like to punch, because there are better ways to start fighting than punching. But everyone goes for the punch first. And you should should be a nice little quick jab to the nose, maybe to the throat, maybe to the balls, if you're really trying to go to knock them down. Right. But people like cinematic moments. They're going to go for that cross right hook to right. start things Always. off. Of course. Because, Always. I mean... Props that if they land it, it's beautiful. It's gonna knock you down. Playmaker, like, yeah, yeah. Done. It's so you plan for the cross right hook, and here's what you do: fist coming at you. Thankfully, it's got that like horizontal momentum, so you don't have to block the haymaker. You just have to get out of the way okay. of the haymaker. And here's the great thing about the V's at the VA: they're working with brittle material here. <laughs> so what you do. Fist comes right across. All you do is back enough out of range. They will try to correct, which is perfect. But their reflexes are a little slow. So when they try to correct, they're going to move with you. That's when you grab their wrist and just allow them to move with you. As you sidestep, bring your elbow down on their elbow, (laughs) breaking their arm in half. Naturally. And then uh, their momentum has taken them off of balance. They're going to kind of lean into you. You push back. With that same elbow, as you're still holding their wrist, you go right back with the nose, flatten it into their face, all right? If they're not done at this point, which let's be honest, they are, you can then, since you still have them by the wrist, pick up said arm, bend it back, (laughs) breaking it once again the other way and flipping them over your shoulder uh, onto the ground, at which point, I mean, you're done. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like after some, after, I feel like the reason I respect this, uh, this action so much 
is because there's just enough brutality there that mm-hmm. this crowd they're gonna the rest of these guys are gonna think twice before they come right. in on right. this. So I, I do I think that's good and just really you know stake put put them in their place. Yeah, and it's gonna make like uh, you know it is a little graphic and a little brutal, but it's all by design. You don't do it to be excessive, but the crunching and the cracking that's gonna be made from this is like. It's going to get people's attention. Yeah, you know? it needs to send messages is really what it is. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. And I am always a fan of blunt trauma with objects no one expects to kill them. So mm-hmm. you have pens all over you all the time in the hospital. True. So a pen and an eye is going to leave a mark. And it's going to send a message to, I broke your arm twice and I put a ballpoint pen in your eye. Mm. That's enough. Or a ballpoint pen and their balls, right? Because that sends another Specific. message. Yeah. yeah, I feel yeah. like I, I just, I feel like a lot is gonna go into ensuring that you hit said testicle. Oh, um, sorry, I should say groin. Let's okay, just, yeah, that's more. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not against the pen, the ball. Yeah. I mean, really, anywhere you stab somebody with a pen, it will most literally leave a mark. Yeah. <laughs> so you could, if that's your goal. But yeah, I hope that I hope I feel, that you're safe. I feel like uh, this has been a really good way to end this. It's been great. It's been uh, it's been great. These have been your 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 fighting tips given to once again Hans Richard Scherenberger, <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And now, and now this. <laughs> so so put it to the test, buddy boy. Let's see how you stack up. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>